You're listening to Factory, main theme three from Leap Day, released May 11th, 2016, composed by Dave Cohen. Welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show today, leaping his way in here, best that he can, it's Bedroth. Leaping best I can on these 41-year-old legs. (laughs) Man, I guess, although really, considering how many leap days I've lived through, I guess I'm only a quarter that old, so what, I'm like 10? Yeah, (laughs) roughly, yeah. God, if I'm 10 leap days old, that (laughs) somehow makes me feel even older. That makes it worse. (laughs) (laughs) Real quick, if you'd be so kind, head on over to Apple Podcasts or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on and drop us a quick rating and a review. really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing. And if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload each week works wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, JexX and Zanku. We don't have any new comments to go over uh, since you and I sat down last time to record the romantic music episode part two, which uploaded last week. If you missed it, go check it out alongside the spotlight episode that uh, I did alongside Sev, who's never been on BG Mania before. Yeah, uh, that was where we really talked cool. about Grand Blue Fantasy Rethink. Great episode. Uh, nice having Sev on there. Kind of a kind of a you know refreshing change because, like you said, he's never been on. And now I think all of us who have been on podcasts except for Viz have been on BG Mania. Yeah, but we're gonna leave Viz off. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, w- was Sean with you on one of these at one point? Yeah, Sean's done episodes previously and okay. likely will again in the future. Yeah, so everybody's kind of made made their rounds. <laughs> so. Cool. The um, only one that's not been on this show is Dan, and likely oh, never will be. Yep, yep. Unless we do a spotlight on Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to join us for that one. Be, 
I wouldn't be of any use for use there anyways. I just come and sit in the corner and eat candy corn while you guys do the podcast. But yeah, where are we going with this? We don't have any new comments. And right. Well, it's only been a week since we recorded this time. It's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. roughly. Um, Actually, it has been actually just a week, which is kind of nice. Yeah. I feel like this is maybe going to be a bit of a shorter episode. I, I have no attachment whatsoever <laughs> to any of the games I brought. Okay, I do. Um, some okay. of them, but not all of them. Okay. So, um, and, and really, there's not a whole lot to say about about the topic. It's it's Leap Day. I mean, yeah. We get into... The history yeah. of how it worked on all the calendars and all that stuff, and there used I mean, to be a leap month, and then most like people a leap probably know how stuff like leap years that, yeah. work. Um, yeah. We all we are all alive and live in the same world, but mm-hmm. it's one of these topics that I thought it would be fun to compose an episode around, where you and I once again don't discuss anything. Yes, kind of like we did with the Ides of March. That was a lot of fun last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ides of March. So, and this episode yeah. will be posting if it's on time, right around February twenty first, which is going to be about a week prior to Leap Year. Leap Year is you know early day whenever it's a Leap Year is on February twenty ninth. Um, right, but the twenty eighth is a Wednesday, so radio hour. Ah, yep. There you go. So this one there has to come about a week early. You go. But yeah, all right. This should be fun. We will do what we normally do: uh, explain how, in our brains, these tracks fit the theme as we go along. Yeah, um, I am looking forward to. Uh, I still don't know what any of your tracks are um, because <laughs> of, of the way that we've got the list set up this week. Yeah, your tracks are not on YouTube, and mine are. So we have the your list is split <laughs> somewhere else, and we're listening in two different places this week. Yeah. Um, but as for, for my tracks, um, I'll just have to kind of have to go on one by one. Uh, there's different reasons, like you said, that they, they relate. The open air is probably maybe the, the most cut and dry on the show or the second most. <laughs> there's another one of mine. That's pretty close. Okay. Um, but this, yeah, this is, it's, this is freaking called leap day. Leap day. It's leap day. <laughs> yeah. It's fact, the most cut the and dry. Or main theme three from leap day, uh, which it's it's some kind of iOS game, you know, like a mobile game. I don't really know anything about it, but I don't either. Uh, <laughs> the music is pretty cool, um, and there appears to be kind of a fan following. Um, I didn't look into it, but yeah, composed though by uh, Dave Cowan or Cohen, and um, yeah, that's just a fun kind of groovy little track. There was one part. I think it started kind of like right around the minute mark of the track um, where it moved to more of a, yeah, right around the minute mark. It goes to more like a chip style. Um, yeah. I really and dug it's, that And it's portion. all because of one instrument, like a little, like a cowbell synthesizer almost. <laughs> yeah. It's super it, cool though. And it sounds really, really dope. cool. It is. Yeah. And this little creature that you're apparently playing as, um, just like some bad doodle right out of the third grade, yeah. but... <laughs> Yeah. I told you when we were listening to this, I saw this game on the website that we use to curate music sometimes, and I passed on listening to it and exploring it because I was about 98% sure that you would bring a track from this game because I knew you would stumble upon this one. Yep. Yep. You know me well. (laughs) Just (laughs) just looking at it that, yeah, look at that dude. Let's get something Bedroth would bring. That's like, you know my brain. (laughs) You know my brain. <laughs> but it was a good opener, though a fun way to kick off the show. Uh, I, again, opener, you and I know loop. nothing about this one, so can't talk mm-hmm. about the game. Just a fun track, right? 
just a fun track. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. All right. Um, well, shall we get, yours, get man? to mine then? Okay. Well, I will do my best to make all of this make sense. Uh, <laughs> but I mentioned, kind of on purpose, the Ides of March episode that we did last year with kind of the same idea, right? Topic, no planning. Right. Bringing tracks. Bedroth, who is the father of the leap year or the leap calendar concept? I believe it's Julius Caesar. That is correct. So, to kick off this first block, <laughs> we're going to take a listen to title music from Caesar's Palace. This released on August 8th of 1993, and it was composed by Tommy Tallarico and Steve Hennepin. Coming up next, we're going to take a listen to Boss Fight from X-Squad. This released on October 26th of 2000, and it was composed by Masano Akahori.
Closing out this block, let's take a listen to Take Us Back from The Walking Dead Season 1, Episode 5. This released on November 20th of 2012, and it was written and performed by Alela Diane. And we are first talking about the title music from Caesar's Palace. Again, this released on August 8th of 1993. This is the Sega Genesis version. And this was composed by Tommy Tallarico and Steve Hennepin. Oh, dude, it's so good. Before we even talk about how this fits in, <laughs> this is just, it's Tommy Tallarico. It's just so good. <laughs> and it's, it's all the bass. Man. It's just the bass. 
It's just the I base. I had to get kind of reacquainted with my uh, my Tallarico <laughs> uh, appreciation mode. Um, it, it took me a minute. <laughs> At first, it's just this, this music is so absurd, which which totally lines up with you know with the Tallarico style. And <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It is delightful, man. It's great. Yep, it's such a fun title theme. Um, and this fits right. Caesar's Palace being named after Julius Caesar, who introduced the first leap year somewhere around 46 BC. But the only rule at the time when he introduced the leap year was that any year divisible by four evenly would be a leap year. But that created too many, right? So um, they eventually tweaked the math like 1500 plus years later with Pope Gregory the 13th and the Gregorian calendar, which is what we still follow today. But the idea of the leap day and leap year came from Julius Caesar. That's interesting. I wonder I wonder when and how he would have had time to develop that, you know, I don't in the know. midst of, you know, conquering half of Europe and <laughs> and everything and, and ruling Rome and then getting assassinated. When 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 did you, you know, <laughs> When did you think about this, Jules? <laughs> <laughs> when did you have the time? <laughs> and dude, it's kind of crazy. So like, right, there's a leap year every year that's divisible by four. But to qualify, century years, ones that end in zero, zero, have to also be divisible by 400. So the year 2000 Man. was a leap year. But 1700, 1800, and 1900 weren't leap years because they're not divisible by 400. Yeah. Yeah, man. Kind of crazy. We think we're so smart these days. <laughs> and they figured all this then, stuff out without the yeah. need for modern technology. They did it by the stars and the skies. And wasn't they the just, they I was, was going to start singing a song, but I lost the lyrics in my head as I was going. I don't know. Man. The they just mathed hard. And the stars <laughs> in the sky. What oh, song is that? Oh, yeah. I'll be there. I swear. Yeah. It's thank you. I, I swear, man. I couldn't think of the name of the song. <laughs> I was like, a but 90s I knew. kid. Come on. I knew I was going somewhere with those lyrics because it popped into my head, but I couldn't think of the the song. (laughs) I am not going to sing that song because if I start, I'm not going to be able to stop. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Uh, But yeah, fun track there. And then we move on to the middle track. We listened to Boss Fight, which came to us from the PS2 game known as X-Squad. Again, this released on October 26th of 2000 and was composed by Masano Akahori. I did work with Kyle a little bit, putting together my list for the episode today. He joined us last week when we had just finished up the recording for the Romantic Music episode. And we were talking about this week's theme and he had some ideas. So he sent me what he had and I really liked this one and the idea of how this applied. Uh, Not only do I think this is a really cool, funky track that I had never heard of before, I am aware of this game, but I've never played it and never glanced at it because I knew it's not something that I would enjoy. But this is a PlayStation 2 launch title. When the PS2 launched on October 26th of 2000, the PS2 had 29 launch titles. Alphabetically, (laughs) X-Squad is the 29th title. (laughs) Okay, that's nice. That's... Wow, that's esoteric, man. <laughs> how did you, how did you, Kyle, how did you come up with that? Yeah, that was a Kyle uh, thing. Yep. 
Like, that's just a number that you know. <laughs> well, cool. I'm glad. This was this was a groovy track. Right? Sure. It's super funky. Um, it reminds me, it's obviously boss fight. It's titled boss fight, so it's battle music. But it has fighting game elements in the track, right? Like, this feels like it would fit in almost any modern, well, not any, but most modern fighting games, too. Still, to this day. Yeah. It also, the idea of a boss fight made me think of, okay, well, maybe the 29th is like like the secret boss fight, and that's, <laughs> that's how this is going to tie into it, or, you know, something like that, but... But no, I I had it had had it backwards. <laughs> yeah, I asked you when we were off air if you wanted me to tell you how the tracks fit in as we were listening to them or live on the air, and you chose to go with live, which I'm gonna do too because I don't know how your tracks fit in either, except for the ones that have leap in the name. Yeah, yep. yeah, I kind of <laughs> like the idea of finding out on the air. Yeah, that's fair. But I do like this one. This was a fun find, one that I would never have thought of had Kyle not came up with that idea. So I was glad to bring this one to the show. And then we closed out my first block by taking a listen to Take Us Back, which is from The Walking Dead Season 1, Episode 5. Again, that episode released on November 20th of 2012. And this song was written and performed by Alayla Diane. And this is on, I believe, a solo album of hers um, called To Be Still. So this also exists outside of the game as well. Um, Telltale is very good sometimes about using licensed tracks in their games. I I do think this is a licensed track and I'm okay with it. But this is another Kyle suggestion. And first of all, I love this track. It's so gorgeous. Her voice is perfect for this and just the emotion that not only the game, but the franchise of The Walking Dead, right? The entire series. But I didn't watch the TV show. My only experience is the game. Um, Season one is still the most emotional of any of the series that Telltale did after. It, it's still the most popular one and the one that most people still think fondly of the most. This fits because if you look at a list of the best-selling video games of all time and you count down that list 29 spots, you will find The Walking Dead. Again, how do you just know that? Like... <laughs> he, he didn't. He looked up a list of the best-selling video games and counted down 29 spots. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. All right. 28 million sales for The Walking Dead to get it that number 29 spot. Man, how cool would it have been if it had been 29 million sales? Right? <laughs> so close. Uh, Pokemon Gold, Silver, and Crystal do have 20 million, 29 million sales, but they are uh, number 26 best-selling. Yeah. The number 10 best-selling game of all time is kind of crazy. No one would ever guess it. It is Human Fall Flat. <laughs> What? Yep, that is the number 10 best-selling video game of all time with 50 million sales. That is crazy. <laughs> Minecraft, obviously, number one at 300 million. And uh, Grand Theft Auto V holding the number two spot pretty strong at 195 million. Nothing's really going to come close to those ever again. <laughs> Well, I really like how these uh, these last two connected. That was fun. Yep. It's deeper, deeper than any of mine. <laughs> <At all. laughs> oh, man. I can listen to this track all day, though. It's so good. Yeah, it's gorgeous, man. Super dark. It is. Sleepy yeah. tones. Mm-hmm. I like it. Dig it. Very much so. All right. Kick it back to you. Back to me. Back to me. Okay. Well, my my first two are, I mean, I think all, all three of mine are going to be kind of obvious, but the, the first two are uh, 
you know, for for the same reason, it's uh, extra level is in the title of both of them, and in every four years, uh, we get an extra level. February gets an <laughs> I get extra it. Level, you know, yeah. So, Perfect. so there you go. That's that's it. But uh, the first These, of yours that, are not that, as cryptic as mine. No, they are not. They're, they're they'd be cryptic for uh, for a middle schooler, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, first let's take a listen to Extra Level 3, Unused, from Retro Game Crunch, released May 19th, 2014, composed by Sean Inman. Next up, we're going to take a listen to Extra Level from Nemesis, released July 25th, 1986, composed by Miki Higashino.
Closing out my first block, we're going to take a listen to Billabong, the Australian Outback, from Zaboomafoo, Leapin' Lemurs, released November 30th, 2001, composed by Keith Aram. back in we are first talking about extra level three uh, an unused track from retro game crunch and uh yeah another another groovy track you know yeah kind of a a theme going there for for a little while yeah (laughs) and um this was kind of a fun soundtrack to explore uh it um, I, it came up because I decided to search for extra level because, I mean, that was just, that was the idea that came to mind because every four years we get a, February gets an extra level. So, um, 
that's uh you know there you go that's why that's why it's called this and um yeah but i just i pulled this one out because it's it's groovy i um did a little bit of digging and saw that it uh, had a kickstarter um until it released back in 2014 um and they challenged themselves to make six retro games in six months and the resulting compilation was the crunch the, the retro game crunch and um, on the Kickstarter page, uh, Sean Inman was listed as one of the three developers, but he was the only one who had composer in, in his title. So uh, there you go. Um, I like the that's how concept, <laughs> right? Like six NES games in the span of six months. Oh, I guess repeat doesn't work the way that I wanted it to on this playlist, but that's okay. Um, oh, I pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, <laughs> right? I mean, they will, they won't hear that, but we did. <laughs> <laughs> transition to the next track before I was ready. Um, it's a cool concept, right? To have this idea of you're releasing six NES games in the span of six months. And then when you're done, right? Like, because that is kind of like just, it, it is, a, I don't want to call it a crunch, right? They're, they're doing that as, I don't want to say a parody, but it's more like a game jam almost where they just combine some ideas, put it all together exactly. on a compilation yes. disc. And that's super sick. Yeah. yeah, it's really more like six, we would have called it six demos in six yeah. months. Um, but uh, but still, a, a game with uh, with that much time put into it in within a six-month period, that's still that's still pretty awesome. So. Yeah, and I mean, like you mentioned while we were listening off-air, but the fact that this is a compilation of six games, the soundtrack is not small. Right, yeah. Yeah, and and it, it was cool. This was just a, um, uh, you know, um, one of one of those throwback games that were really popular in the the teens. Yeah, and, um, I'd never heard of it until you brought it. So cool find. And then we we go to um, another uh, sort of different retro style track. So I'm talking about Extra Level from Nemesis. This was released on the MSX, and it was the. Uh, basically the msx's version of gradius um that had been released in the arcade and um the, the composer the gradius composer was mikihiga shino and there was no like arranger or anything specifically listed for the msx that i could find so i just went ahead and credited her okay but, um yeah uh, you, you really did you really dug this one this has such a cool i mean it's it's first of all it's konami it's gradius right um that soundtrack has always been i've always thought it's been good it's i mean even gradius two and three um yeah i had forgotten that this game released under a different name for another platform but um i do like hearing the msx style right for this particular mm -hmm. soundtrack because i'm more used to the nes version yeah yeah this one i don't know what it is it's a little crunchier it sounds kind of uh it sounds like sort of like the turbografx 16 version of the sega genesis if that makes okay. any sense yeah <laughs> like uh yeah yeah that i think that nails it but same concept extra level um and it was just a cool song liked it and then we uh, move into maybe the one that I'm most proud of on my <laughs> playlist today that I found. Um, this is uh, Billabong, or the Australian Outback theme, from the PS1 game Zaboomafu Leapin' Lemurs. Based on the uh, uh, PBS Kids show, I, I think, um, that the uh, the Krat Brothers started before they then went on to form the, the Wild Krats team. Um, Zabumafu. Uh, this was uh, 
Every you time know, you say I it. Was, I would have been I would have been 19. No, yeah, 19 when this came out and um would not have been able to care less about the show the game um but then nope. you know fast forward 10 years and my kids are big fans of the of the wildcrats so you know there you go but so it's called leap and lemurs it's not rocket science that's you know again um, the the word leap but i i was searching leap uh, on um the site that we we use for uh, uh for our research and um this game came up, but when you clicked into it, it was only one track, like one long track that had all of the music in it. But I liked it so much that I decided to go through. Uh, I pulled the audio out, went into editing software, I split the tracks up, and then I watched a playthrough and listened to what the music was, and I named the tracks based on that, and then re-uploaded it to Cage Insider, so now they're individual tracks. Like, I did all that because I thought the soundtrack was so cool. It's just... <laughs> It's all groovy like this in in each track in its own way, but this one was my favorite. There's, there's something. Why is your name spelled wrong? What? <laughs> look! Look at look! You you can see my screen, right? Uh um, I can. How is it spelled? Bradoth. Oh man, I must have I must have made this Cage Insider account a long time ago. Um, that's what that's what my my online name used to be. But oh. nobody ever knew how to pronounce it, so I changed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's that's the story on that. Uh, that, that man, I, I didn't realize KJ had been around that long. Anyway, we've now dropped the name twice. But uh, yeah, so um, ch check it out. Um, uh, just Google Leapin' Lemurs uh, soundtrack, and there should be somewhere in there. And um then you can listen to it. Yeah. But uploaded yeah. by Bradoth. By Bradoth. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But <laughs> you like this one too. You said this one was chill. This is super chill. I like this one a lot. I do like the atmospheric ambiance that this track has built into it, right? That like outback style with the birds chirping and a lot of the um Honestly, it reminds me a lot of, like, the Savannah. Um, it you know what? It reminds me of the Wild West. Okay. I can hear that, it's, too. It's it's, it's it's like a triangle with those three are kind of all connected. It's yeah. that, that sort it's, of it's a, it's wide a open spaces feel, that, for that sure. explorer, explorers kind of, you know, it's the call of the wild is what it is. Good book. Know? I do think that yeah. um, <laughs> this track reminds me of a civilization track as well that I can't pinpoint which one specifically, but this does have a civ feel to it, too. And I don't know what it was about it, but something about it reminded me a little bit of Harvest Moon. And it's been forever since I played a Harvest Moon game, so I don't even know what would be evoking that. But, but that's where my brain is going. I could hear it, though. I could definitely hear it. Yeah. Yeah. This was a cool find. One that, again, I would never have known about um, <laughs> had you not brought this. Zaboomafu. No clue what that was. No clue who the Crap Brothers are, but I know who Chris Pratt is. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, there's no Chris Kratt, but, uh, but yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, fortunately, man, what a name that would be. Chris Kratt. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Shall we move right, on? Dude. We shall. Yeah, I want to see, see what your next ones are. All right. Well, we will kick things off then. I won't give this one because this one's not. Well, it should be obvious. 
Um, but we're going to kick off this block by taking a listen to Snow Mountain from Froggen. This released on August 2nd of 2022, and it was composed by Adam Foley. Coming up next, we're going to take a listen to Boogie Woogie from Dragon Quest 3. This released in January of 1992, and it was composed by Koichi Sugiyama. (laughs) 
closing out this block, we're going to take a listen to First Leap from Steins Gate Zero. This released on November 29th of 2016, and it was composed by Takeshi Abo. Coming back in, we are first talking about Snow Mountain from Froggen. Again, this released on August 2nd of 2022, and it was composed by Adam Foley. Froggen, Frogun. I have no idea how to actually pronounce the title of this game, but. Neither, and I love it. <laughs> it is a 3D They're platformer. Both super fun to say. Yeah. <laughs> Um, 3D platformer that was a Kickstarter, uh, so kind of like one of your tracks earlier, this did start on Kickstarter in July of 2021, and then would eventually release a little over a year later. And um, actually, I forgot to mention, but uh, Leap and Lemurs, the track that closed my last block, was also a 3D collectathon. Um, oh, nice. It was on the PS1, so okay. uh, yeah, I like that too. <laughs> very, very nice. Um, this game, from what I remember, I never did play it. Uh, it got pretty average reviews, sixes, sevens, that kind of stuff. So it, it looks like a game amazing. That would, what it? Uh, I said it looks like a game that would get average reviews. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, absolutely. But <laughs> but the soundtrack is super delightful, and how this fits in with the theme of leap year, uh, frog sleep, they jump. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, you know, my brain went all the way around to yeah, this has kind of a 
kind of a wintry sound to it. Oh, uh, it's called you know Snow Mountain. So it is, it, and it also fits for right February with February. In a lot it, of places. It fits. Yeah, fits that way too. But more so on a very very basic level, frogs leap. <laughs> there you go, just like lemurs. And not dissimilar tracks. There's some really cool flute on this track. It kind of gives it a little of that Savannah feel. And uh, I just, I love the animation style. Reminds me of this one YouTuber I like. And um, I don't know, but for whatever reason, the frog looks a little bit like Larry the Cucumber from VeggieTales. And that just makes me smile. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the art style of the game is not similar to the art style of the the video here that we're looking at. But um, the frog still looks pretty close to the same. (laughs) Wow, cool. But yeah, Yeah, I I really like this one. Yeah, fun track. Uh, I do recommend checking out the rest of the soundtrack if you dug this one. It all has this feel and style to it. Um, It's super fun to listen to, so go check that one out. I picked this one because, yeah, it's winter. I could have picked anything from that soundtrack. Um, The middle track that we listened to, we took a listen to Boogie Woogie from Dragon (laughs) Quest III, which again released in January of 1992. Initially came out in 1988 over in Japan. There was a four-year localization gap between these games, Uh, and it was composed by the late Koichi Sugiyama. I adore Dragon Quest. I don't think I need to talk about that any more than I already have on the show. Uh, Every time we talk about this series, you know, we just talked about it in the Granblue episode with Sev last week, right? Um, him and I kind of saying how Grand Blue Fantasy Relink feels similar to Dragon Quest and that we're looking forward to Dragon Quest Twelve. So anytime I get a chance to talk about it, I will. This was another Kyle suggestion, actually. Uh, not the track specifically, but just the game itself. Um, so Dragon Quest Three was the Famitsu Game of the Year for 1988 which is the first leap year for modern at-home video gaming. Wow. The one previously would have been in 84, which was really before the modern console era of 85 in the NES. Wow. Wow. Those, that, that's, that's cool. I like it. Yep. And, <laughs> and, and I like this track. A very it's... fitting game of the year for Famitsu in 88. Remember, this is the game that broke Japan, Dragon Quest Three. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Crazy enough. This is the one where everybody was calling out sick for work, missing school, lining up around <laughs> the block. This was like the first time anyone had ever, or society had ever seen something like that for a video game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. All right. Well, you're not very talkative at all this it was episode. Already, you're I, killing well, I me. Was thinking, I was thinking, <laughs> I, I was already thinking like, you know, Boogie Woogie, even in, you know, 88, Boogie Woogie would have been starting to go out of style. Would have been, would have, would have been a little old. Um, right. I mean, this has that, classic 50s feel to it right especially with like the yes the baseline in the background it, it's very rooted in traditional rock and roll yep yep which sugiyama would have been um a young man around that time yeah and so he you know could would very easily have been influenced by that there was a lot of kind of cross influence going on between japanese and american culture um around that time so uh, yeah, it's just, it's just cool, man. Yep, I dig, <laughs> I dig it. it. It's a fun track. Um, not one that has a traditional Dragon Quest feel to it, which kind of why I picked it for this show. doesn't have to have a Dragon Quest feel. Yeah. It's leapier. It's got to have a fun feel. <laughs> yep. Sometimes a little change is all you need yep. to get things back in alignment. That's, that's true. That's true. I feel like that's a quote from somewhere, but that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I just pulled it out of the ether, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you take a gummy tonight? Maybe. That's why you're not as talkative. Okay. 
<laughs> I told you I can. Or I'm maybe, talking at the wrong times. Twice. Maybe, maybe I nobody like else can. Really... Jeff, I know you can't tell, but I think it's clear as day. <laughs> like twice tonight, I have dropped some really good lines while we were listening to the song, which is the part of the recording that you don't use. I don't use that at all. Then, I cut it all. Yeah, and and then I forget what I said by the time it, you know the actual recording rolls around and so it just sounds like i don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> oh man well now it all makes know. sense so that's fine now now we're good all right now it makes sense i'm like damn this guy usually talks more but now it makes sense <laughs> uh we closed out that block by taking a listen to first leap from Steins Gate Zero. This released on November 29th of 2016, it went, and it was composed by Takeshi Abo. This one is one of my more obvious ones as to how it fits, right? This is kind of going to your style. The word leap is in the title of the track, so uh, that's how I justify bringing this one. But... I never got around to playing Steins Gate Zero. It is a visual novel that I wanted to play, and that's that's what this series is. It's a visual novel based on a manga that also has some anime spinoffs and TV series spinoffs over in Japan. Um, this game released on the PS4 and Vita initially. Now it's pretty much everywhere. I think it's on PC and Switch 2. Um, I may even own this, to be honest. I had every intention of playing this game at one point, but I never got around to it. It seems like a really, really cool visual novel, though, and one that I feel like I would really get sucked into because of its setting and just creepiness. Like, I don't know. Listen to this yeah, track, dude. It's this, wild. Yeah, it's got this sense of imminent danger to it, and it's really dark and cold, and I just... I just love it, man. Yeah, it's a game series that I still... I think there's a couple now in the Steinsgate series. Um, it is something that I still would like to play at some point. I just... Man, a lot of these things, I don't know that I'll ever get around to it, unfortunately. What? So, Steinsgate rings a, a bell, but it's very faint. What What kind of games were these? Uh, visual novel, but they are okay. like sci-fi, science adventure visual novels. Gotcha. Okay, man. Yeah, this is some scary stuff, dude. I love it. Yep, super cool. Um, I also wanted to make sure the episode had a variety because most of our episodes do have a variety of music that we tend to go through. So I wanted yep. to make sure that was still the case for this one, too. Yeah, it was definitely different than, than most of the rest of what we played tonight. Yep, <laughs> but that was my second block, which means we only got one left. Only got one left. All right, well... Let's go ahead and get into it, and uh, I can talk about the, the, how these made sense in my head when we come back, but the first one shouldn't be too hard to figure out, because we're going to start <laughs> out by taking a listen to February 29th, 2XX1, or Strange City Medley, from Phantom Dust, released September 23rd, 2004, composed by Yoshiyuki Usui and Yuko Araki.
Next up, we're going to take a listen to Time Pieces from Time Leap. Released December 27, 2007, composer unknown, but produced by Elements Garden. Closing out my second block, we're going to listen to Hashtag Wadshrine Intro from Skip and Friends' Unexpected Journey, released in 2009, um, composed by Mukunda Johnson. Thank you. 
coming back in, we were first talking about, this is probably my most obvious track of the night, if not the most obvious, <laughs> February 29th, 2XX1, the Strange City Medley from Phantom Dust, a game that I had never heard of before. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this is this is, this is is different. This is different than a usual Bedraw track. This is maybe another Bredoth track in an alternate <laughs> universe. Um, it's Kind of uh, similar to my Steinskate track. Yeah, it is. It's it's darker and gritty and um, you know uh, moody and I I don't know I really just ended up really liking it and it's a good thing because I had to pick it even if I didn't like it because of yeah, the name. Yeah, I mean with the name <laughs> February 29th, right? You got to bring it. And there's as you said while we were listening to this off air, it's probably the only video game track that has February 29th in the title. Um, yep. This was a Microsoft developed and published game over in Japan, but in the US it was actually published by Majesco Entertainment, still developed by Microsoft, and it did release exclusively on the original Xbox back, uh, like you said, in 2005. But there was a remaster for this game that came out on PC and Xbox One in 2017. It's a game that I never played, but I know this has a cult following. Uh, people were really excited about the remaster. I was excited for them, but I still didn't play it. Yeah, and I don't even remember. You know, that was... God, that was seven years ago now. That's crazy, but... Um, I, uh, yeah. Uh, but this was just a difference than, you know, what I would usually pick. Yeah. And, um, I liked it. You know, it's kind of, kind of easy to zone out to and just kind of see where it takes you. Yeah. But, um, hey, you're, you're apparently on that journey. So, (laughs) apparently so. Um, (laughs) but yeah, um, (laughs) very different from my, my next track, which, uh, um, you said that you actually also had this game on your list. I did. Um, but uh, Doesn't mean I know anything I know, about I it, just, but I did. Same, yeah. It's just, you know, the game is called Time Leap. So there you go. And the name of the track is Time Pieces. And yeah, it's just, um, it's weird because I, I looked up a couple of different places and the composer was always either unknown or it just said produced by, um, soundtrack produced by Elements Garden. And then there were a couple of vocal tracks on the soundtrack that were specifically, they specifically said composed by, but then the soundtrack in general, it just said produced by Elements Garden. So okay. don't, know who, don't know who made it, but um, it's just a really pretty track. Like Yeah, I like this one a lot. Um, I'm looking into the game now since, you know, you did bring it and I knew that we would at this point. Uh, it looks like it's a visual novel and it does have eroge elements. So you did it again. Okay. <laughs> I did it again. Yeah, you, we're not on the romantic episode anymore. I'm, I'm an ac- accidental hentai. Um, <laughs> that's, I don't know how the Aroge elements fit in. <laughs> I, I, I can't, it doesn't quite tell me, at least in, if it does, I'm skipping that part. I, I don't see it, but apparently there are elements of that in this game. Okay, well, go figure. This is this does have kind of a sexy sound to it. Now I listen to it again. It does, you know, yeah, a little bit. Would it would have fit in last week, but, uh, but my last track, probably Probably not, but this was this was a cool little find. Um, uh, we're calling it hashtag Mod Shrine Intro from Skip and Friends Unexpected Journey, released in uh, 2009, composed by Makunda Johnson. And this one was was interesting. Um, it was uh, I think that this might have been a game GM game 
that then got picked up to be part of a compilation of four games that was homebrew released for the SNES back in 2009. Um, that was a lot of words. Uh, <laughs> but this is just this is just fun, dude. I really love this is retro in more of a Disney afternoon way than like a Mega Man way. It really it, is. It, it sounds like the ending credits to one of those awesome, awesome old shows that everybody just loved if they were a person. And I just adore it. Um, yeah. This is one that, again, I, did, I never had heard of before you brought this. And it didn't even make sense to me why it fit until you, I don't know that you meant to tell me, but you did off air. Um, but it totally makes yeah. sense after you told me I, I kind of kind of meant to tell you yeah just um skip i searched skip for some reason it just felt like skip was a word that had to do with a leap year and you know skip and leap can mean the same thing in some instances but but here it's actually every other year that's not a leap year that you skip february 29th so <laughs> it was kind of a meta or inverse sort of way of doing things. I don't know. Yeah. But every year that's not a leap year. Hey, we're February 29th. Oh, we skipped it. <laughs> but kind of like Retro Game Crunch. This is another basically homebrewed retro game that was, you know, released in uh, the, the like that 20, 2009 to 2016 sort of era of video games. Yeah. And yeah, this was uh, it's cool. And and I, I told you when we first, before we even started it tonight, that I, I could take the opener or closer. I didn't really care because I thought they both fit. Yeah. The, you, you can see how this would have fit. Oh, yeah. This would have been closer, a fine closer. But, yep. But somehow you managed to find an even better one, which we'll uh, get to in a minute. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was not the last track that we will listen to. As you guys know, we do have a closeout. And our closeout actually comes from a game that isn't out yet. So later this month on Leap Day, February 29th of 2024, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth will be releasing, which honestly, there's not even any doubt in my mind. Once this game comes out, this will be the biggest game to ever release on a Leap Day for video games. This oh, game yeah. looks incredible, dude. Like, there was a state of play. Obviously, Step 7, I talked about it um, during the Grand Blue Fantasy episode as well, briefly. But there was a state of play last week on this game, and it just absolutely blew me away. Like, the amount of stuff that they've added to this, what they've expanded. I, I mean, I get chills thinking about it. This game potentially is already an early runner for Game of the Year. I, this very likely is going to get 10 out of 10s at a lot of outlets yeah yeah i mean everything i've heard and and seen it just looks amazing it's uh i would i was you know so i think i was talking to you and kyle about it last week when he dropped in on us at the end yeah and it just it just it sound sounded just awesome you know and i don't even have the nostalgia for the original i didn't i didn't really play it back in the day that much and um and still this looks amazing so i can only imagine for people who did grow up with final fantasy 7 how this must feel yep i mean i can already assure and promise that very very soon there will be a spotlight episode on Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth that I just cannot wait to put together um, because I'm so excited to explore this. Like I loved what they did with 
some of the stuff in the remake of Seven for the soundtrack. I'm so excited to see here what they do with some of the things that we have yet to hear in um, and, and I think Final Fantasy Seven. I think you really have to do that one with Kyle because I oh, know I plan that to. he's also I plan super to. excited about it. No, yeah. he and I both are going to be day one playing this and nonstop. Yeah, I, I can't wait to hear y'all talk about it. Yeah, that'll likely be so a lengthy kid, one because he and I, joy. <laughs> he and I will have a lot to say. That one might go a little lengthy. <laughs> <laughs> That is all right. But yeah, that'll be a fun one to do. But I figured, you know, this a good way to close it. Game's not out yet. And the only game we have on the list that actually released on or will be releasing on Leap Day. But this is a gorgeous track, dude. It's titled No Promises to Keep. And in game, it's sung by Aerith. Um, Aerith's Man. voice actor in game is not the... Uh, singer who is singing this. This is, so the version you and I are listening to and the version that may make the episode, depending on what I can find prior to this coming out, is the live performance from the Game Awards back in December. Now, Aerith's voice actor in Seven Remake and Rebirth is Brianna White. She started out as a YouTuber and has since skyrocketed her career by becoming the voice of Aerith. But the song is sung by Lauren Allred, who has been making a name for herself kind of over the last decade or so. She primarily, for the better part of her career, was a backup singer. And eventually she went on The Voice in 2012. And it was there that she told her story that she was actually the vocals for... Um, did you ever see The Greatest Showman? Yes. Are you familiar with the title track Never Enough? Uh, yes. That's Lauren Allred, the same singer oh, in this man. video here. Oh, man. So she performed that for like her audition on The Voice and she made it up to the finals. Um, that year when she was on The Voice, I think, and no. So she was on The Voice twice. Back in 2012, she made it to the playoff round, but then she was brought back in 2022 for something um, where she made it to the finals. Cool. But, still didn't, but still didn't win. Yeah, but, but still, that's... That's really cool. What a story, man. Yeah. So, you know, for the longest time, nobody really knew who she was. But as of the last 12 years or so, since she went on The Voice in 2012, um, she's only 34 years old. So she's trying to, you know, get herself out there now and yeah. not just be in the background. And I think that's a hell of a get for Square Enix to have her doing vocals on Seven Rebirth. Like, she's Absolutely. incredible, dude. She's incredible. Yeah. Never Enough and The Greatest Showman is an extremely powerful song. And... I, I did know that the actress who played the the woman who sings this in The Greatest Showman was not the same person as the singer, but I had forgotten the name of the singer. Yeah. So this this was really cool. I enjoyed this. Her it, her voice is just incredible. Like absolutely, that note that she ends on is just beyond comprehension for me. It's so good. <laughs> um, not a super lengthy track, little over two minutes. So you know, not as lengthy as some of our closeouts have been previously. But yeah. make sure you stick around, listen to the whole thing. It is gorgeous and just makes me so hyped to play this game in a couple weeks. I can't freaking wait. I don't know where I'm gonna have time, but I have to make time. I have yep. to make time for this one. Yeah. Yeah, because I got to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, I got to do a show on it eventually. Uh, but I think 
that'll bring us slightly to the close. Do you have anything else to talk about, plug, before we get on out of here? Um, I mean, I guess as, as usual, I haven't mentioned her on this episode, but go check out my daughter Shukapow's YouTube channel. Uh, just uh, youtube.com slash Shukapow. And see, I think she's recently been talking about more Pokemon League type stuff. So, uh, yeah, go check it out. See what she's up to. Nice. All right. Well, this was a fun one. I'm glad we... I love doing these ones, dude, where we just come up with a theme, don't plan it. Like, there's no obvious way to take it, right? So it's just... I like seeing what we come up with. Uh, We do that from time to time. And I don't know when the next one is. I'm sure we already have one scheduled, but I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, next week, obviously already mentioned, is Radio Hour. And then uh, stay tuned because we have an exciting march uh, kicking off with a composer appreciation that should be fun. I, I think it should. Should be fun. <laughs> All right. But that is unfortunately, as I said, going to do it for the episode this week. We do want to thank you for staying with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania, made possible, of course, by RPG Era. If you like video game music, and more importantly, you like us and you want to help us grow the show, check the description box for ways you can do just that, including a link to join our Discord community. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Taking us out of the episode today, we're going to be taking a listen to No Promises to Keep from Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. This game is releasing on February 29th of 2024, and this particular song was composed by Nobuo Uematsu, featuring Lauren Allred on vocals. Keep the music playing and keep it loud. Say.